0: You're listening to the John Clark cast. I'm your host, John Clark, helping you help more people make more money and master private practice. And I have an announcement for you, my friends. Uh, I am taking a bit of a break uh, from podcasting, not a very long break, a very, um, a very thoughtful and kind of predetermined break, um, but just a break. So you can consider this a, a, a season of sort. Um, so I've never taken a break from podcasting, which is kind of hard to believe. Um, I've been doing this for quite a while now, and it's incredible. It's been an incredible journey. It's been incredible how much I've learned in the process, how many new friends and connections I've made, and how much it's helped me grow this business, Helping Therapists. So by no means am I stopping the podcast, don't you worry. Um, Just taking a pause, because sometimes we need a pause um, just to step back from things and kind of refresh. So I encourage you to do the same with your own, you know, business and endeavors, et cetera, especially when it's creative in nature. So, um, man, I've done 121 episodes and that's either, uh, often at least weekly, if not twice, uh, a week for a while there. So, Um, We've done so much on the podcast. I've had so many guests on, lots of solo episodes. And the reality is you have a lot to enjoy while I'm gone over this short break. There's a huge catalog, uh, you know, a back catalog of episodes for you to enjoy both short solo episodes. Um, There's lessons about the um, uh, episodes about the lessons I've learned in building five businesses. Um, There's some uh, very hands-on kind of quick tip episodes toward the beginning lots of interviews very popular ones like uh of course Laura Long, Amber Lida, Kelly Higdon, Allison Pereer, Joe Sanock, uh, to name a few not to name all of them and of course Chris, Chris Ducker probably the biggest persona we've had on uh, this show um but yeah it's just time to take a little bit of break a little bit of a break and the good news is once we're back we're going to have some new features brand new guests we're going to have some uh, try some new formats that i think you guys are really going to love um and there's just going to be a lot to look forward to so um, we are going to be relaunching on wednesday july 17th that's wednesday july 17th now the thing you need to do right now to make sure you don't miss that relaunch is click that subscribe button wherever you're listening right now. So, pause this episode, click the subscribe button wherever you're listening right now. Because when you hit that subscribe button, that means the second we re- relaunch on July 17th, um, you will get that episode delivered right to you, as always, and we'll be right on track again. So, that's exactly what you should do right now hit that subscribe button. Um, in the meantime, in this episode we wanted to uh, uh end with a bang of sorts uh, and uh your by the numbers your favorite guest Laura Long um and in this episode with Laura Long we are talking about I took some notes and then I covered them up. We're talking about all sorts of things. Um it was a fun one. It's always a fun one. At times irreverent, there's some cursing involved, so if you have sensitive ears or children This is not the episode for you or it is for you, but with headphones in, Uh, we talked about uh, things like giving up control, when to spend money, how to trust your business, what success really is how much to pay yourself, um, how to pay yourself, and so, so much more. It was a fun and candid conversation as always. Um, In the meantime, during this break, if I can help you or if you're interested in getting fully booked in your practice or getting some help in running a better practice without all the overwhelm, you can always just reach out to me um, by heading to thejohnclark.com. That's thejohnclark.com. Otherwise, I thank you so much for being here. Um, enjoy this time. Enjoy this pause with me if you'd like, and maybe step back from the business podcast you listen to and just focus on maybe implementing what you've learned and also focus on resting more and, and, and relaxing more. And that way, once we hit it again, July 17th, we're going to hit it hard together and um, it'd be kind of fun to, to kind of do this break together. So um, without further ado, let's dive in. Laura Long is on the show with me today. She is no stranger to this show. She's already dancing on the other end. You can't hear her yet because she doesn't have permission to talk, but she's already dancing, making me laugh, all sorts of shenanigans. Laura is an LMFT in a private practice in Greenville, South Carolina. She's also coach, consultant extraordinaire at yourbesttherapypractice.com. Put that in your favorites list. Mic it's drop. It's pretty much in mine. Actually, my browser knows that URL because you know if mm. I type it in, they're like, oh, we know exactly where you're going, buddy. Your friend Laura's website. So that's that's Laura. <laughs> and she's back on the show. Hi John. Welcome.
1: Thanks for having me. Is yeah. this our last episode of the season? Yeah.
0: Wow. Which and by season, which is I've been doing this for like a couple years without pausing. <laughs>
1: you know that whole like Season work-life of balance two years thing.
0: yeah <laughs> so yeah if game of thrones
1: was that long people would be having a heart attack i, I never got into that show
0: oh my God. so i'd be hesitant to say much more about it i'm a huge fan and i also just watched the finale so i don't want to drop any hashtag spoilers but um if you want to know my opinions about the end of the series and what happened earlier this week let me know But otherwise, I'm a
1: a, a mental health professional, so I can help you through that. Perfect. (laughs) If necessary. Yeah.
0: Go to your other, Laura's other website for that Game of (laughs) Thrones grief work. That's Um, my
1: next service page. I'm in the middle of writing it.
0: Just write a blog post that says what to do now that Game of Thrones is over, (laughs) how to find meaning again now that your favorite (laughs) series has ended.
1: Take a shower. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go to work again. Get off again. the couch. Yeah. yeah. Call a friend. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, well, thanks for having me. I
0: haven't seen you in forever. How yeah, have you been you. and what have you been up to? Yeah, I miss you too.
1: Oh. <laughs> so I just got back from the Not the Typical Psychotherapist Summit in Anaheim. That was amazing. I like these live things. You and I were talking about it offline. But when yeah, we meet people yeah. who it's like, I totally feel like I know some of these people.
0: And they feel like they know through, you, huh?
1: Yeah, it's just through the internet. And so when I get to meet them in real life, it's like, oh my gosh, this is really cool. Like, I actually really know you guys. This is, let's hang out. So we went to Disneyland. Um, literally went to Disneyland.
0: It was really wow. fun. Wow. What um, was people's reaction to meeting you?
1: It's a good question. I was kind of like in my element. I was telling people when I did uh, the workshop I did on copywriting, I so felt like I was in this flow. Like I just I hardly even remember the whole thing. It was just like I just like went into I don't know the Blacked zone. <laughs> yeah, I was from the wine.
0: Copywriting blackout. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it was just it was really fun. Um people were like, I don't know, normal. <laughs> How are they supposed there to you act? Go. Um, you know, they bowed at my feet, which was yeah, expected. Normal. Yes, normal. And um yeah, normal, like I said. So they asked for my autograph. Um, we took pictures. <laughs> yes signed a few people's boobs yeah. it's fine no there's deal. a
0: line for that i'm sure
1: mm-hmm. yeah. was, i took you know tickets and <laughs> tickets. Oh. <laughs> it was good uh so that's what i did you know preparing i don't know when this episode's gonna today because go
0: i'm quite behind so you oh, can cool. talk about current events or <laughs> I, <can talk. laughs> I don't Trump have to talk like Say whatever in, you
1: want. six months from now no, no, no um so you know my course will be launching here in the next couple months in July Perfect. and I just uh, super excited about that and I how hired do people Jessica
0: find out more about that
1: courses.yourbadasstherapypractice.com
0: yeah.
1: my 8 week course that can we talk about what people who have taken fully booked and your badass therapy practice have said We can. Like how they love the two together. We can. But, are we even surprised that people love something I do and something you do and you put it together and it's like a
0: marriage. We created symbiotic we created. courses without trying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was like our, our little love Yeah. So, uh, basically people have found my course to be really great on like a foundational level like Mm -hmm. if you're new just getting started or if you got started now you're like what the hell what's an ehr like my website sucks so like basic systems things needing to know who your ideal client is niche all of that is my course and then it's like at the end of it like we do talk about marketing but your course is like hardcore digital marketing google adwords all that stuff and we like touch on it but yeah. I think your really is like a deep dive so it's like if people do my course and then do yours it's like poop doop chip yep. chip that's all we need um I
0: would say the therapists that have done both are in really really good shape and they you know in all sincerity they have a lot more confidence than a lot of therapists that I talk to yeah um, because their business is ready to scale they they then needed to go deeper with marketing and we help them with that part mm-hmm. and then as they scale or as they see more volume in their practice, things actually work <laughs> their systems are scalable. Mm-hmm. They know their numbers, like they know their finances. Totally. Um, they've done that work toward the beginning and um, it, it really shows, you know?
1: Yeah. I didn't mean for this to just be like, let's plug whatever Laura and John are doing.
0: I'm not mad at but. it, you know, <laughs> just kidding.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that's what I've been up to and just yeah. figuring out what my next steps are for badass.
0: Cool. So. in 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 one of those steps um you have you have a coach working um working at your better therapy practice
1: yes so one of my own students who's just crushing it she approached me seemingly out of the blue about like <clears throat> she wanted me to help her coach therapist she's like well since you've do you've done it before like, can you help me? And at the same exact time, she didn't know this, but I was thinking to myself, you know, I get a lot of requests for one-on-one that I can't handle anymore. Like maybe I should hire someone. So it was like, nah. so Jessica Armitage is her name and she's been coaching for me. She's getting full now. Perfect. So I was telling you before we recorded this, I was like, well, shit, what do I do now?
0: <laughs> well, she's in uh, some of your videos too, which is great. You guys have these yeah. new YouTube videos, um, that I just found this week. And, um, they're really funny, which I'm, yeah, it, which I was uh, shocked okay. by, you know, because sometimes you I'm really miss the mark, you know. No, I'm just
1: usually kidding. Usually pretty dry. <laughs> um, who's yeah, it was your badass website mini series? So we just talked about, I don't know, things that a badass website needs. Um, we that. You made it look though. very
0: easy, like the, the it was very informal, but really funny, like genuinely really funny. And the cuts were really good. The editing is really good too. Mm-hmm. And the lighting yeah, is good. Like you, you guys look amazing.
1: Thank you. Yeah, God, we didn't do any I'm of like, that. What? That was all Taylor. Taylor's. Okay, can shout I out like to Taylor?
0: Can, Taylor. Can. Who's Taylor? Can I
1: be super bougie and just be yeah. like, Taylor is my cameraman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can.
1: Um, yeah, is Taylor he, does is he all of my. With your
0: massage therapist? <laughs> with the ponytail.
1: My, my house. Oh my gosh. Yeah, my massage therapist is. All, can we please talk about them later?
0: They're all. They're, um, <laughs> yeah, we can.
1: No. Okay. So. This actually is like segueing into what I wanted to talk about today. Right, let's do we that. we're going to talk about like delegating stuff. so yeah, people assume that I'm doing all of my own shit yeah and so like when they compliment me on the YouTube channel, I have to be like, well, you know, I don't do any of that because <laughs> I had <laughs> talked to you before I started it remember and you were like, buy all this gear and I bought some of it and it's still in a box like oh, an Amazon box in the corner. Please do, like seriously. Yeah, it's too late to, to return it. Um, and so I got really overwhelmed by all this gear because I wanted the channel to be professional, but I don't know jack about tech yep. like you do. So uh, I just asked around, <clears throat> and it turns out one of like my close friends' husbands like was wanting to get more into videography, and, and he's he got does all the, the editing equipment. and everything. He does yeah. everything. He records it, brings all the equipment, the lighting. Like we had different lapel mics and. Different camera angles, you know. Amazing. So he uh, records, edits, and then even uploads it to YouTube for me. So all I have to do is input like the video description.
0: Wow. It's
1: pretty stellar.
0: So I mean, yeah, and so that leaves you to come up with the content, I- the content ideas, and mm-hmm. and do the content, right?
1: I get to do the thing that I'm actually good at doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like coming up with the content, like a loose outliner script. I have some ideas on like, hey, I want to like a cut of me doing this stupid thing right here after I say this. (laughs) That's it.
0: (laughs) So same and say more about why YouTube, right? Because I'm really fascinated with the platform. Um, Mm -hmm. We're publishing there at at least once a week. Um, And more therapists are going there to find answers to their questions. But what was it for you that, that made you go, okay, it makes sense to start a YouTube channel.
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, I like video. I'm not terrified by it. Of course, I was when I first started, but you do enough like drunken Facebook lives and it's like no big deal. So I like video first and foremost. Uh, I like writing, but it takes so damn long because I'm a perfectionist with my writing. So I'd write these long blog posts that would take me an entire week Whereas I could say the same thing in like a fifteen minute shoot. so mm. that that was one thing. Another is like you just said, people are using YouTube more now. yeah, so it's almost like um, it's the new Google. If you have a question yeah. about something instead of reading an annoying blog post, just go to YouTube and look for it. Well so, it, it
0: is Google it's you know it's owned by Google yeah. and they're putting YouTube videos at the top of searches for a lot of commonly asked questions because people love getting the answer to something that mm-hmm. quickly. Uh, just 10 minutes before this call, I have like an ongoing kind of neck thing and I Googled it. And the first video that came up was exactly what I needed. And it was a four mm-hmm. minute video. Actually, <laughs> It was funny. It was this guy, this uh, uh, like physiotherapist in Greensboro, North Carolina. And he's like, hi, my name is Todd. Cause all, you know, physical therapists are named Todd or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, totally. my name is Todd at live your best thriving wellness spring vision life in Greensboro, (laughs) North Carolina. I'm going to be showing you, you know, in two easy (laughs) steps how to relieve the tension from your neck. And I'm like, I love Todd.
1: Yeah. Let's send bouquets of roses to Todd, please.
0: And then at the end, he said the funniest thing to me. I thought this was funny also as a therapist. But at the end, after he did the whole um, exercise and showed us like exactly what to do, us, he showed me, me and Todd, (laughs) exactly what to do. It was just
1: you and Todd alone. At the end, he intimate. goes,
0: and if anything doesn't feel good to you, I give you my full permission to not do it. And then <laughs> and he just Todd. ended the video, and I was like, that's oddly the the best, like, you know, ending CYA. to a YouTube video. Yeah, <laughs> like, here's how to build a house, but also if any of this doesn't feel good, um, you have my permission to just not do just it.
1: Just don't do it. <laughs>
0: So I pernissive. should end every YouTube video. Like, yeah, you should. I'm it's, like
1: super directive and aggressive about what I yeah, people do yeah. <laughs> at the end. Like, you know, raise your fees now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just keep your fees low. No, I'm sure
0: a lawyer would suggest it. They're like You should have it at the, at the beginning and end of every, every video of like, this is not business is advice, garbage. but it also don't is. Be- <laughs> but Don't implement it, but also implement it for your own good. But
1: I'm about but, to tell you what to do, but like don't do it. Yeah,
0: this is not, this- <laughs> Yeah this is not webmd but it is yeah that's like all of webmd which is basically like you know this is not you know doctor's information but also it's written by dr so-and-so you know who it's written by a doctor probably have
1: cancer yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like none of this is legit information yeah <laughs> and yet we still use it
0: no, we still go. so yes
1: yeah, so that's really really like okay. the two driving factors behind why youtube also this was like something i didn't that didn't occur to me that's pretty common knowledge but obviously the videos you post on youtube are there like indefinitely until you remove them. So Mm -hmm. you constantly get people like I'm having people that, I guess I just make this assumption that people learn about me through social media because I'm on I'm on Facebook all the time, and, and
0: that's where you but, started. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and that is where I started. And so now I get people who are like requesting to do coaching or they're wanting to do the course, and I ask them how they learn about me, and it literally was like they just did a random Google search about private practice, ended up on the YouTube channel, watched a bunch of videos, and that's how they learned about me. So that's just really cool to have another platform.
0: And it's a bit of a different kind of user, isn't it? It's a bit of a different. It's a therapist usually looking for an answer to a very specific question. Whereas, you know, let's say in Facebook or in the many Facebook groups that a lot of us are in, it's therapists just kind of there, you know, to see what mm-hmm. happens in a Facebook group. And yeah, you know, lots of lawyers. Yeah. Lots of people just standing by waiting to troll someone or, you know, waiting to tell a therapist they shouldn't raise their fees because it's unethical. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, okay. you you YouTubers are like, they, they want information right now and they want to... Mm-hmm. Uh, and they often take that next step. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really interesting. No, yeah, I feel so I'm like really enjoying it. But I should we, say, well, um, we
1: need a season. We need a season in too. okay. Just like you're getting one,
0: just like game of Thrones. <laughs> we should probably throw a, a, a bit of a caveat in there because I think therapists are probably listening and going, does this mean I should start a YouTube channel? What if I should start YouTube? Is it too late? What if I don't want to? What if I'm not good at video? What if I don't have a tailor in my life?
1: Yeah, I need a Pinterest and a YouTube and an Instagram yeah. and a Twitter. and yeah.
0: yeah, or am I too late no. for all this?
1: Yes, <laughs> you're too late for all of it. Your practice is going to fail because you don't have a YouTube channel. <laughs> um, so what are we saying to these people who are like freaking out right now?
0: So, you know, the basically the the way that I teach it is that you need to do a bunch of things first to market your practice online. Um, You could just start making YouTube videos every single week, but then you're gonna have people finding those videos from everywhere, right? Or if you make Mm -hmm. a video about mindfulness, that's great and it gets 500 views. That's great. But how many of them are in Chicago, Illinois, looking for a therapist right now, right? Mm So it's not that it can't be it, you know, a part of a therapist strategy, but they need to they need to do a lot of other things first, like keyword research, keyword placement, um, start to generate some traffic on their website, and then you could embed some YouTube videos onto your site so that people are actually watching them on your site, which is great for SEO. You're getting people to spend more time there. It's making your site look really cool and popular in Google's eyes. And this is so crucial that you've already told Google where your site is. So in in other words, this is a site for a therapist in chicago or a cbt therapist in chicago or whatever you know what i mean so sometimes like i see therapists just diving into content even this morning there was a a a therapist who i was on a call with and she's like i've been you know i've been blogging for a year but i don't have any clients you just took one look at her website and went well yeah google still doesn't know where you exist right Mm -hmm. so you're you know x y and z com, and you start blogging your tail off and you're really frustrated because google still doesn't know what you're all about or where you are
1: yeah you're kind of helping me before the call about that too well it's confusing yeah don't confuse google because if they don't know what you're about they're just gonna be like well you're not about anything
0: and that's really it in a nutshell is like people get you know we get bent on a shave about seo it's really about telling google what you're about communicating clearly to google who you are what you do and, and where you are Mm-hmm. And like without getting in the technical parts, that's where people get really hung up, but they don't understand first as a principle, like why do we need to communicate with Google? Cause ultimately Google's just trying to provide a good experience and give people what they're looking for, you know? So if I am looking that's for a therapist always... in Chicago, then, then yeah, they want to, they want to show people that and not have them, you know, have to sift through a hundred YouTube videos to find a therapist in Chicago. That would make no sense.
1: Yeah. That's how I always understood Google and SEO to begin mm-hmm. with was Google's job is to just like display the most relevant searches for what people are looking for. Mm-hmm. So just by the very nature of having a clear website that's easy to navigate that has good content on it, like oh, your that. SEO is naturally going to improve. Of course, mm-hmm. there's like actual strategies you could do as well. It's just like people thought there was one magic bullet or like a yep. secret to SEO. And it's like, well, if you just have a good site yep. <laughs> or a great site even yeah. You'll still you'll have really great SEO just That's by it. telling Google this is who I am, this is who I serve, mm-hmm. this is all like the high quality content that I have related to this very specific thing. Yep. put me at the top.
0: Exactly. It's really, in in a way, not that hard, you know. And there was an interesting change recently. Um, and again, I didn't bring you on, on the show so that I could talk about Google for forty minutes, but
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, because I'm about to fall asleep. To I've be been honest. known
0: to do such things. <laughs>
1: The they, Google guru.
0: They, they rolled out a change where Google's all about trustworthiness. And so they actually you get brownie points when you have testimonials on your site and especially on your homepage. Um because Google wants to see that you have that you're actually trusted by consumers, right? Whether you're selling a toothbrush or you're selling, you know, therapy. So this is obviously a conundrum for us because we can't ask clients for testimonials, X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera. But, uh, you, but, but you can and should ask trusted colleagues for them. And they could say just two sentences about like, mm-hmm. you know, like Laura knows how to really go deep with like high achieving entrepreneurs or overachievers mm-hmm. Yeah, from John Clark totally. LPC. Like that's totally fine. Um, that still counts and it gives you that social proof. And right now just even, so the past few weeks or the past month or so google basically came out and said this is really important like this is something you can do to help your reputation
1: makes note in planner to ask john for <laughs> a testimonial thank you
0: <laughs> yeah. thanks for that you can just use that one
1: <laughs> laura does good stuff
0: does good stuff she's good all, at words all, every day have a good summer <laughs>
1: Um, so we were talking about how I delegated my YouTube video and yeah, that's that too. what I was hoping we could talk about like other shit we delegate and maybe we can give it. therapists permission to not do all the things.
0: All right, let's do it.
1: I don't know how to start that.
0: Well, it started because we were y- yammering. Is that a word? I'm making up a lot of words. Yeah. Today. yeah um, no,
1: that's a real okay. word. We were, <sighs> we were yammering on together.
0: We were yammering on together on Facebook <laughs> about, uh, uh, about, yeah, having people do some things for you. And I said, I was, I was self-conscious that I have a cleaner and a dog walker.
1: And sometimes they come at the same
0: time. <laughs> sometimes they come at the same time. They overlap. <laughs> and what are you doing while, while they're cleaning
1: and walking your dog? You're um, what? Say louder?
0: Playing video games. What are you doing? Playing video games. Uh, <laughs> In the middle of the See, day. we're
1: doing In a little night. bit of like desensitization right now. I know. Um, so yeah, I think that topic, like we started on yammering on about it because you were talking about how I had a designer come and do my yes, home that's
0: office. Yes, I was like, I don't know how to do
1: that shit. Yeah. yeah. So I had my dear friend uh, Hillary from Hilly Tree Design who yeah. did my office here and I had her come down and do my office at home. And so then you and I were like, let's talk about all the, sh- the bougie shit we delegate and then like feel <laughs> weird feelings about
0: Why doing do feel it. Weird? But at the end of the
1: day, it's like, this is great. Like It's mm. good to have... People who can do those things that you're not great at, like we don't have to do everything ourselves. We have a bit of like a what is like a martyr complex sometimes, you know, like having people do your billing maybe, or having a VA or an admin someone to like answer your phones for you. Like we take on so much because this practice is our baby, and then we're afraid to like relinquish any control over it. But then we're kind of stuck.
0: Well, it's control. You can't always
1: answer your phone all the time.
0: It's control, and sometimes it's also like. I just, I want to say buying things for yourself maybe is sometimes a problem for therapists. Like even just getting a new couch in your office that you like or a new chair for yourself. Like the therapist chair is always a big one or like, (laughs) you know, something that I think Mm -hmm. is a, can be a big, scary purchase for a therapist. But sometimes we have a hard time either rewarding ourselves or like, yeah, Mm -hmm. being like, hey, I I want that. Or, hey, I've, I've worked really hard for that.
1: Yeah, I think that's why part of why I really love that profit first system. It can be a bit confusing if you read the book, but if you just like dumb it down, it's like being able to reward yourself Mm. for owning and operating a healthy business. You get this certain percentage, like based on a few different factors, but like you get this percentage of money every quarter and you can do whatever the hell you want with it. And it's not actually supposed to be related to your business. Like it's something fun, it's a reward. And we really struggle with that. Like I know so many therapists who do mm. profit first and they still don't take from that profit account.
2: Why do you think and that like, is? like that's the
1: whole fucking point. What are you doing? I don't know. It's like maybe there's a fear of like well when my practice isn't doing well or if I start to fail I can use this profit money to like mm-hmm. take me through a hard time, but they just like won't reward themselves. Mm. I I like have to force them like go into your profit account right now, empty it. It's the end of the quarter. Take it out.
0: <laughs> that's it. I think you would hit the nail on the head. I mean, I think that's precisely what it is. Um, there's a, a therapist I work with who is quite likely listening who had this very problem of like, actually, I like to kind of store money in my, uh, um, my mm-hmm. business checking account because i'm kind of afraid of not having any or in fact what what this what what he was doing was anytime he would have a a personal like financial need he like like an anxious one or like you know the washer went out or something right or we need i don't know something happened in the house or my kid you know lost a tooth or something like um i need to i can go to that business account and pull out some more, pull out a bunch of money. And Mm -hmm. we had to really dig deep into that because it was creating, I think a pretty unhealthy relationship. I said, it's the same thing. If I were the employee of a company and I only got paid when shit was going wrong in my life, (laughs) Mm, you know what I mean? Like if, if I had a hard time, you know, something broke in my car and I had to come to my, my boss and be like, listen, uh, my car broke down, you know, I need 400 extra dollars this week. $400 $400 at all and, that's and they're like mm, we'll see yeah they're like well I guess I give it to you now but also you know stop asking for things <laughs> so <laughs> yeah.
1: I wonder if maybe just a lot of us uh, either have been poor or have felt yeah. poor yeah. in the past so there's like even if we're whatever successful means right like even if we're doing yeah, you well it. we still yeah we don't trust it like we're waiting for the other shoe to drop so Um, That's another, like, so I get all these therapists when I ask them about their goals for their practice, and they focus so much on the caseload number they want to have. They're like, I want to see 20 clients, or I want to see 25 clients. Like, I want to be full. And I could talk all day long about why I hate that as a goal. First of all, it's a result. It's not a goal. Like, your goal is something that you can actually do or not do. Mm -hmm. Like, my goal is to blog X many times a week, or my goal is to finish my notes at the end of every side, Like, those are goals. Like, did you do them or not? But, like, your caseload is a result of doing those goals. So, anyway, neither here nor there.
0: No, but it Um, is here and there.
1: (laughs) It is here. here. It's here right now.
0: Right now, (laughs) in this room.
1: Um, But a lot of times therapists will talk about their caseload being a goal, but they're still in a bit of that, I don't know if we would call it, like, a poverty mentality or – like scarcity, yeah, it's like much. I've seen plenty of therapists make it to that quote goal of however many clients they wanted to have, and they're like miserable and burned mm. out, but they feel like that's the only way. It's well, like,
0: what do you think is a better? They goal? are being.
1: Well, I want I want their goal. Like it's it's important to know. Okay, how much money do we need to earn to support our lifestyle? Cool, that's good mm. to know. Uh, how many clients at what fee can yeah. I see to maintain or to achieve that goal? Like also good information to have. Is the goal the caseload number? I don't think so. Yeah. Cause you can't control that. Like I can't control if I have 10 clients on my caseload, 15, That's a great 5. Point.
0: I never thought I can, of that. I
1: can absolutely like I can do things that can help generate more clients. Mm-hmm. Like I can invest in a program mm-hmm. and I can go through the modules and like have an accountability partner right like you can do those things and then at the end of the day did you do them or not mm-hmm. that's a goal that you can achieve
2: mm-hmm.
1: but we can't control how many people call us and yet that's the thing that therapists want i want my phone ringing off the hook well if your phone rings off the hook first of all you don't even know like yeah. you, if you don't have systems in place to be able to maintain that mm-hmm. you're going to you're going to burn out but so in my mind like their their goal is probably more it's underneath all of that. So it's up to us to like peel back those layers. Cause I don't think the goal is I want 20 clients. I think the goal is I want security or stability and let's peel back yeah, that yeah. a little bit more. Like what is that look like? And when did you last have that? Have you ever had that? How yeah. will you know if you have stability? Cause a lot of therapists will get to that, I don't know, 20, 25 client Mark and they still feel that like fear that we yeah. were talking about that the shoe going to drop or it's, it's not permanent. So, you can have a full caseload, whatever that is, and then the phone doesn't ring for two weeks in a row, and you're freaking out as if you were back to square zero, yeah, square again. one, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're poor again because the phone hasn't rung in two weeks. Like, wait this a minute. <laughs> yeah. It, like, it when, really when is. is the point at which you can know, fill the fuck out? Yeah. When is that? So, anyway, I don't think that your well, caseload is an adequate measure of success.
0: And, and yet, for many therapists, it is the goal or really the only goal and it's just too granular I guess and so you have to go a bit deeper um and and some I think maybe feel like I need to have 20 or else I'll just feel like a failure or I'll just feel like I'm yeah I don't have a full practice because I know my neighbor has 20 clients a week and you know someone Uh somewhere said I should have 20 clients and it's like well why
1: I wonder where we learned that. Do you think it's like depending on the agencies that you've worked at? Like where do we learn that a full caseload equals success? And unless you have a full caseload, you're a failure. Yeah. Like where did we learn that? Where did we get that message? Is it do you think it's like comparing ourselves to our neighbors and being like, well, they've only been in practice six months and they're full and I only have X amount of clients. What like what's wrong?
0: I think you're probably right and and i I think something like that i also think having 20 clients um you know i had 20 clients a week at that at some point and and more um that is a full-time job so you feel like you're working a full-time job and i remember very distinctly the first time when i finally had 20 clients as a solo practitioner in san francisco i felt guilty for not working more i felt guilty when i started taking fridays off and people would ask me and they're like oh what do you what are you doing? Why aren't you at work? Why are you freaking playing tennis? Like, you know, yeah. drinking beer in the park on a Friday afternoon. And it's like, uh, because I built this business thing and I already saw 25 <laughs> people this week who were like really suffering yeah. and I bust my ass to and build I this thing. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it, it was enough. And at that I point, knew. yeah.
1: <laughs> you were yeah. onto something because, you know, in, in grad school and in agency work, like, we kill ourselves like 60 hours like that becomes our norm well, and so when
0: we're not doing that if you're it's like like agency I'm not being agency or, or a college counseling center they're going to look at your calendar and they're going to go you're not full we're going to give you four more clients this week you know because mm. they're looking at per hour what are you doing so like like we pray to god you're not just sitting there for an hour <laughs> resting or taking an actual lunch break it's like so we need yeah. to fill you up that hour slot and the other thing I think for therapists is that hour slot. I could be making money, so that hour goes by, or a client cancels, and it's like all you see is that number sign. You're like, dear God, $120 Ooh. is gone forever. Gone
1: <laughs> down the pisser.
0: Yeah. Like this is it. This is yeah. this is how my practice starts to crash and burn. I I knew it. I knew it. Like everyone been everyone's been telling me it's gonna be okay, but you know, it's like my my wife or my husband, my friends, my business coach, and I'm like, uh huh. My This little friend called Anxiety. It, we've been having a private conversation and it's been telling me, this shit's going to crash and burn really soon. Just see. And then you're like, this is it.
1: It's and like the stock well. market when things are going well. And oh, you're yeah. like, you know, buy, buy, buy. We just assume it's like always going to go in that direction. And then when it starts going down, we just assume that it's going to stay down and sell, sell, sell. 100%. I think if therapists can get out of that mentality... They'll be a lot more relaxed and maybe change their definition of what success is because I don't think it's working Monday through Saturday, seeing 25 plus clients a week. Like I don't really, but that's like the measure of success in the beginning for so many of them. It's like, I want a full caseload. It's like, well, I want Mondays off and Fridays. Totally. (laughs) And I want ideal clients Mm -hmm. who see me during the hours I want to work and I want to be home by six o'clock. if I can manage all that and it's like, Oh, and I could still pay all my bills and I can still like do things that yeah. are pleasurable for me. Yeah. Like that's success. It doesn't have to be the number success. of clients in your face. Load.
0: You know, yeah. the, this, I have to comment on the stock market thing cause it's a perfect example. Um, I've been more and more interested in the stock market and, and, you know, uh, buying private stocks and stuff and following companies, you know, you can, uh, but but you're exactly right that like a little thing will happen <laughs> or even this week, there's this whole t- tariff issue um, and the whole stock market responded by just crashing basically, a, a momentary yeah. crash. And if you mm-hmm. were to just study that every single day, right? So let's say, so I bought a stock recently, this company called Planet Fitness um, and just like all the other companies, the stock went down really fast all of a sudden and if I were to just react to that because it went down for one day for 24 hours, um, I would mm-hmm. just be caught in this reactionary, this constant reactionary period of something's always on fire or it's about to be versus when I yep. zoom out and look at the gains you know, that are going to happen over the course of this year, the next year, the next five years, et cetera, I actually see that things are going up in value. It's just never linear. And it's the same with our business. It's the same with our revenue. It's never linear, but you zoom out and look at the whole picture. Yep. Um, so you, you have to look beyond having a bad day in private practice when four year your clients cancel. And I know that hurts or a bad week when you get sick, you know, for a week, I know that yep. really hurts. I remember those, those weeks, they sucked. Mm-hmm. There's no way around it, but you have to trust And you have to manage your money well, both personally and financially. That's the thing that's also become clear to me, that when therapists are mismanaging money in their business, they're usually mismanaging it personally as well. Um, They're they're doing something kind of anxious in their personal finances as well.
1: Well, again, because the stock market example, when their practice was doing better, when they had more clients, they assumed that that income they were generating was the new norm. So they most likely unless they're doing like a system, whether it's yeah, like yeah. you need a budget or first or whatever. Like they were just like, Oh, I made $2,000 this week and I normally make a yeah, thousand. So I'm, I'm going to take that extra thousand. and Now like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go yeah. on a shopping spree. And yeah. then three weeks later, they only have like five clients and they're making $500. And yeah. where's that extra 500 they needed? They spent it. So it's like, it gets them stuck in that. I think you called it reactionary. It's, that's the perfect way to describe it. And if we're focusing our success, on the number of clients we have we are forever going to be reactionary to our business
0: i think one of the best things
1: like you said your caseload's never going to be the same yeah
0: and i think one of the best things you could do for yourself i wish every therapist in private practice would do this pay yourself a consistent salary even if it's a bit lower than what you'd like to be making Mm -hmm. and then pay yourself quarterly bonuses based on how well you did in that quarter that that's going to do a bunch of things for you it's going to take you off of the income roller coaster it's going to reduce your anxiety yes you're going to have to be careful Mm -hmm. or you have to tighten up how you spend in your personal life but that's actually a good thing too and then what happens is when you get to the end of the quarter you're dealing with that um hopefully like you're getting a bunch of cash at that point and you can just deal with it four times a year as to what am i going to do with this sit down with your partner or whatever and go okay this is the kind of bonus of this quarter let's do something mm-hmm. with it versus i had a two thousand dollar week we're, we're going out back steak, steakhouse baby you know like it's yeah <laughs> whatever your thing <laughs> we're is <out>. like, <laughs> we're going to yeah we're going sizzler <laughs> you know uh so it i i don't know i just think it's i i think more therapists should do it um and again, you have to think of treating yourself like your best employee. And I don't care if you're a your sole practitioner or whatever. At a company, again, it's just brutal to be paid different amounts every single week or every other week or not paid for two months. Like it's just downright abusive. So why are you doing it to yourself just because you're the business owner? Yeah. So, And I would also advocate for you, having a you bookkeeper don't do, do this process- for you. Yeah.
1: If you don't do profit first, you sure shit sound like you do. Because everything you're saying I is, believe in the philosophy. is what he talks about in
0: and, and my bookkeeper yeah, yeah, yeah. is profit Just, first yeah. certified. She's actually working with Mike Michaelowitz. So um, yeah. And really all you need to do is learn the principle. Um, before and then you can figure out if you want to implement it or get, you know, set up all the accounts. I, I think it's a really powerful system and as much as the yeah, yeah. philosophy. But I
1: like the differentiation. I like the differentiation between there's what you pay yourself, that consistent amount, and you can just base that. unless you're If you're brand new, it's a little bit trickier to know how much yeah, to pay course. yourself because you don't have any data. But typically, it's like what are your three worst months over the last 12. Base your percentages off of that. So you can pay yourself something consistently that's sustainable because if you make it too high, then you're going to kind of screw yourself on other areas. Mm-hmm. But paying yourself something consistently because you – If you're a solo practitioner and you're seeing clients, you are like the sole employee. So you are working in your business seeing Mm -hmm. clients. So, yeah, you deserve payment, just like if you were paying someone to do it. Like you were saying that example Mm -hmm. earlier, like you don't only pay your employees when there's an emergency, so, you need to pay yourself something consistently. I also like the idea of that profit account because that's something that it's like an above and beyond reward that you get because mm-hmm. you're also the owner yep. of the business. Yeah. So not only are you bonus. an employee, but mm-hmm. you you're signing the checks. So I like that differentiation so that people can feel more incentivized to run mm-hmm. a healthy business. It's like, okay, well, I pay myself whatever $500 a week or whatever the case is. But then every quarter it's like, I get this nice check and I can do whatever the hell I want with it. And that's my reward for running a healthy business. Mm -hmm. And then I'm not reactionary if I have a bad week
2: exactly, or
1: a bad day and a few clients cancel. like I'm not just reacting to the, to the number of clients I'm seeing each and every day. It's not like my measure of success isn't on did I see five clients today? I, I only saw two. Oh my God, what does that mean about me and my business is failing and I haven't gotten a call in a week. Like, no chill (laughs) to zoom out look at the big picture
0: we should make like a bookkeeping system for therapists okay let's talk about that okay don't steal our idea if you're listening right now coming summer 2020 (laughs) yeah with all of our (laughs) free time (laughs) (laughs) creating a bookkeeping software what could be so hard well this is this has got me fired up every
1: person when they started a new endeavor how hard would this be yeah start doing retreats how hard could that be
0: (laughs) yeah how hard could it be nine months later Uh,
1: this has been great thanks for getting on your soapbox as i got on mine i felt like we got to like rant at each other yeah
0: at each other also together you know
1: (laughs) yeah it was like solidarity bro (laughs) (laughs)
0: we're against the same the same enemies out there Um, (laughs) wanting what's best for therapists too um well there's a lot to take away from this and you know this is uh this is a fun one because this is the end of the season this is our finale season of a couple years of podcasting um so i hope this this is a more enjoyable
1: finale than game of thrones like i hope people enjoy this finale more I think that's what so. I've heard.
0: It's definitely gonna have more views, for sure. <laughs> so tell well, people me on. how they can find you, and and also how they can find your YouTube channel easily too, if they want to go there first.
1: Seriously, if people have been listening to your podcast and don't know how to find me, you. like I'm, I'm almost wondering if it's worth it. <laughs> oh,
0: that's the wrong attitude. <laughs> Speaking of bad attitudes, <laughs> non-ideal
1: client. No totally fucking with you um so your badass therapy um the easiest way is just to go on youtube and use that as a search engine that's and look it. up your badass therapy practice but for those of you who would rather have like an actual link to go to it's your badass therapy slash youtubes with an s perfect because I'm, I'm ironic like that it's,
0: it's so ironic <laughs>
1: um thanks yeah, for so being here time. Thanks for having me on the very last episode.
0: We'll see you next season.
1: The longest season ever.
0: <laughs> we'll see you in the next season. Might be a little shorter, but it'll be a uh, it'll be a season nonetheless.
1: <laughs> All right, bye, John. See you soon.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode. I just want to remind you, if you didn't hear the full announcement at the beginning, we're taking a bit of a pause here from the podcast. We're going we're going to be back. Don't you worry, we're coming back and we're coming back hard uh, Wednesday, July 17th. We're just taking a bit of a pause, a bit of a rest. That's all there is to it. And it's really important for you to, in order for you to not miss um, our our um, relaunch when we come back, to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening right now. So pause this episode, hit that subscribe button and that way um, you will be notified the day that we relaunch with new episodes, new format. It's going to be a lot, lot, lot of fun. In the meantime, you've got plenty of episodes to go back and listen to. And of course, if I can help you get fully booked or run your business better without all the overwhelm, you can just head to the John Clark to get in touch with me. Um, That's it for now. And I look forward to uh, seeing you in a number of weeks. Cheers.